Hi, this is Theo, and you are listening to a special edition of Between Two Trains. This week we bring you all the candidates for Shambly City Council. And now, Between Two Trains. Welcome, we're back with another Between Two Trains, and today we're interviewing Sean Lewis, who is running for Shambly City Council. Uh, Sean, welcome to Between Two Trains. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me, Ben. Let, let's start off with getting the people to know who you are. Uh, you live in the downtown district of Shambly. You're mm-hmm. running for city council against Leslie Robeson in her district. Um, but tell us a little bit about, you know, we know that a city council gig is a part-time gig. You have mm-hmm. to have another job. That's correct. So tell us about your profession, what you do when you're not running for city council. All right, so currently I work for the Emory Healthcare Veterans Program, uh, five miles down the street, right in North Druid Hills. We help veterans who are battling with PTSD, traumatic brain injury, military sexual trauma, anxiety, depression, of invisible wounds of service. I lead an outreach team of five veterans who go to different bases, different uh, medical facilities, and different uh, symposiums throughout the country uh, to educate people on the symptoms of PTSD and to help help people find the path to recovery. Uh, I'm a military veteran myself. I served in the United States Army for 18 years, uh, three years active duty, 15 and counting in the Army Reserve. I'm a engineer, which means I mostly focus on construction, infrastructure assessments and development, mobility and counter mobility, Uh, two overseas tours, one of them combat. Uh, So that's what I do. Nice, nice. Well, thank you for your service. Thank you. First off, um, let's, so, how long have you actually lived in Shambly? So I lived in Shambly a little over four years now. Okay. And what brought, you know, Atlanta's a big area, mm-hmm. obviously. There are a lot of different places people can live. Why Shambly? What brought you to Shambly over, say, Sandy Springs or Dunwoody or any of the other cities? So my wife and I moved here uh, to the Atlanta metro area 13 years ago. And we've lived in a few different areas within Atlanta and some of the surrounding suburbs. Uh, and when we were finally looking to buy a home, we started doing an in-depth search in multiple places in Atlanta, in Decatur, in some of the northern suburbs, and we just fell in love with Chambly. Uh, the, the small town community feel here, but you're right here on MARTA. You have the city right on your, your front patio, but you come back and then Chambly has this, this small feel where you can go to your local bar and meet and talk to your city council members, talk to the mayor. Uh, know everybody you go places know everybody knows your name it's just a phenomenal environment and one of the best cities I've ever lived in it really is the uh, the absolute center of the universe <laughs> well I love that uh, line as well the actual center of the universe but um, wh- now that you're here mm-hmm. you've been here for four years you obviously said hey I want to run for office what prompted that decision to run for local office so the decision is something that I've been wanting to do for a while uh, I've spent most of my career in service in the military and through my civilian career. Uh, most of my career has been in working in education and in nonprofits. I spent a couple years as a uh, school teacher in Atlanta Public Schools. Uh, after that, after my last, then I had a deployment, then coming back, I decided to switch paths. So I uh, went to law school at Georgia State University. I uh, earned the Atlanta Law School Fellowship, which covered the cost of that as well as the uh, just the beginning foundation scholarship. Uh, and I interned the Georgia Department of Education. Uh, and when I got out, I really wanted to work in a field that gave back. I want to work in advocacy. So I worked at a couple different nonprofits. I worked for 
Hire Heroes USA up in Alpharetta, which helps veterans transition and find work. And I helped over 300 veterans uh, find careers or find better careers. And then for the past couple of years, I've been working with the Emory Healthcare System. And I enjoy giving back to my community and, and having part in growth and development of my community. And here in Chambly, we are growing so rapidly. Uh, and I think Chambly is moving in the right direction. We're on the right track. But I'm concerned that some of our growth isn't uh, being managed as well as it could be. Uh, I don't want to speak ill or negative of any of on the city council. I think they're doing a good job. And, and I'm not privy to all the information that they are privy to. But as someone who lives downtown and has to deal with the effects of our growth, the traffic that's coming when you put in a 500-person headquarters, I want to make sure that smart things are being done to make sure that that has a minimal impact on the people here and we can mitigate the impact in any way we can. You know, doing traffic studies right up front before we make any decisions, finding the best ways to mitigate those impacts, and finding ways to continue our growth while maintaining Chambly's culture and what makes Chambly so unique. Well, for our listeners that have listened to us regularly, they know I'm pretty passionate about our business community mm -hmm. um, and our Chamber of Commerce. So I want to talk a little bit about your views on our business community. Let's start with, do you think Chambly is a business-friendly city? I think it is. I think there's always room for improvement. As we're growing and as we're beginning in more uh, developments which require uh, national chains with AAA credit ratings, it's getting harder and harder to be a small business owner in Chambly. And I think that there are ways that we can improve that environment for our small business owners uh, to make sure that they can continue to, to, to be here, not get pushed out, but also continue not just be here, but to thrive and develop in our community. We have a tremendously diverse business community from, uh, well, from uh, business to business providers, uh, we have the historical manufacturing base. Uh, we, we're, we're getting a huge service industry with restaurants. Uh, and uh, we should be getting or we're promised a, a booming retail industry, uh, which has yet to really develop. But I think a lot of that is due to access those, those spaces, you know, not having sidewalks, not having parking to get to a lot of these businesses that are coming in. So I think if we build an environment, we can bring people in and people can access those businesses and we can help those businesses exist and be here, those businesses will thrive. You, you kind of sort of took the air out of my next question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Um, you mentioned the small mom and pop, the mm -hmm. small business, and with all the new development going on in Champlain, we've seen that the valuation of property is going up and rents are rising, mm -hmm. and that's creating a more of a challenge for the mom and pop to be able to afford to rent space in Chambly. Do you feel that the city has any obligation to sort of help mitigate those rising rents to make sure that the the businesses that have been the backbone mm -hmm. of our community for decades don't get, like you said mm -hmm. earlier, pushed out. Oh. The city has an obligation to all of its residents and all of its business owners. They are, everyone who lives here, everyone who has a business here, everyone who works here is a shareholder. We're all paying for this, you know, through our taxes, through, through our revenue taxes and employment taxes if you work here, uh, and through the backbone, through the work of the people who've been the mom and pop businesses, who've been the foundation of this, they're the reason we're succeeding as much as we are now. So we definitely owe an obligation to those businesses. You know, there, there's a certain amount of progress. We're not gonna be able to save every business. There, there are some businesses gonna be pushed out. There's some people who are 
going to be able to sell their land and do really well as we develop. So we're not gonna be able to maintain all of the businesses, but I think that, yeah, Chambly has an, obli an obligation to help those businesses, help the community, to help the people who live here and the people who made Chambly great to begin with. Well, I, knowing where you live in the downtown, mm -hmm. this I'm really interested to hear the answer to this next question because mm -hmm. we know that the commercial areas in the downtown are having a bit of a problem with parking. There's right. limited parking in downtown. What transportation alternatives do you see as a good solution to solve some of our downtown parking problems? Well, some of the parking uh, solutions are already in the works, just the, the process needs to be expedited. So, uh, you know, a parking area for people commuting in here, but we really need to look at other, uh, other transportation alternatives. We have the MARTA station right here, uh, but when you get the MARTA station, you can't walk very far. You can't get to many places. Uh, I said I moved here four, just over four years ago. I had a pretty severe accident before I moved here. And uh, when I moved here, I was in a wheelchair. I was wheelchair bound for several months, my first few months in Chambly. Wow. Uh, I had a accident, had uh, eight surgeries in my leg, a lot of, I won't get into the details, but yeah, I was in a wheelchair first few months. And I remember trying to explore Chambly and I walked out of, or I rolled out of my, uh, my condo and went across the street on a, on Peachtree Road and rode, it was walk, rolling up the sidewalk of the MARTA going down to, I think I was going to Shambly 101. I, I signed up for that. And I'm rolling down there and I get a, a quarter or a third of the way down and the sidewalk stops and there's a big planter right in the middle of it. And there's a huge curb and I'm not skilled enough on a wheelchair yet to hop off a curb. And also my leg is in this external fixator, which is, has metal rods going into it. So I'm just stuck there, so I just have to turn around and roll my wheelchair back down to the side. It's kind of frustrating and humiliating. And then I go across the street, then I decide to go up on the other side of the road, and uh, I get up to our, our past where Union Hill is uh, was, and then the sidewalk ends, and I have to roll my sidewalk or my uh, wheelchair in the street to get to Chambly City Hall. That's insane. A, a city like Chambly doesn't have sidewalks where people can get everywhere. And I know in my building, I know at least two of my neighbors that I know personally have limited mobility. I know that there's two neighbors uh, in the complex across the street who are wheelchair bound and one who has a limited vision. And these, it's a great place for people with mobility issues because they're right by MARTA. They can, they can live here and get to anywhere in the city, but they can't go places in their own neighborhood. And I, uh, that's one, I love Shambly. I think Shambly's phenomenal, but that's one thing since day one that has really disturbed me that all of our citizens can't get to the rest of our, our, our neighborhood. Yeah. So just increasing the accessibility through sidewalks, through bike lanes is going to be a huge part of that. Uh, Shambly, if, just looking at square mileage, is not that big of a city uh, geographically. There's no excuse not to be able to get anywhere within the city, uh, at least not anywhere commercial within the city. Um, also, we've got to look at other uh, modalities of transportation. I know a lot of people are talking about scooters. And I was going to ask, what's your opinion? Because I've asked all the other people that have come on the show about scooters. You know, we see scooters in right. other communities mm -hmm. in Atlanta. Is yeah. it uh, you know? But we've also heard a lot of horror mm -hmm. stories about scooters. Right. What's your take? I think scooters can be a positive addition to our mobility options, but we have to have the infrastructure first. Right now, scooters are, are going on our sidewalks, which are incomplete, end abruptly, are too narrow, or they're going on the streets, which just aren't prepared to handle them. 
city of Atlanta has had four scooter deaths in the last year. I think it leads the nation in scooter deaths. We don't want that in Chambly. Uh, we need the infrastructure to handle them. If once we have bike lanes, then scooters would be make far more sense, be a lot safer. So we need to go about it intelligently. We need to uh, have a uh, a smart and practical way to handle these new technologies. So bike lanes that bicycles and scooters can access, and we need to make sure to have a way that the scooters can be deposited without being strown across the sidewalks and, and uh, just littered everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I think that's inevitable, but we have to manage it smartly, and we can't just allow them to come in without planning for it and without managing that. I've heard someone talk about um, putting in like uh, designated Uber stops. Mm -hmm. Is that something that you think would help downtown if there was like a parking space that was designated strictly for uber so that they can get in and get out to be honest that's not something that i've ever looked at okay uh, so i i'm a data person i need numbers i i want to see studies uh just going off my gut which once again i would never go off my gut i would look at the facts but if you want to say something off my gut i don't feel like that's necessarily a good idea i've okay. seen it at the airport i've seen it in multiple airports and other places and you get lines and you get cancellations and it's, it just doesn't work as well. Uh, but if there's studies out there to prove that it can be done correctly, I'm completely open to having my mind changed. Well, let, let's switch gears for a second and talk about housing prices. Mm -hmm. um, you know, since the recession, we've seen that over the last decade, valuations of properties have gone up and Chambly over the last say three, four year, five years, mm -hmm. the house price has raised dramatically oh, but we've also seen an influx into Chambly of a younger demographic Correct. the millennials are coming in mm -hmm. droves to Chambly and you know as a financial planner what I've seen is that uh, young people like the fact that the house there you know they buy a house and their values going up because they look at that as an increase in their net worth and they're mm -hmm. just building their net worth whereas someone who's older like myself and been around for mm -hmm. a long time just sees that as an increase in property taxes right you know so you know i guess my question is what solutions do you think mm -hmm. or do you uh, want to support where we can still increase our property values in our community, but also ensure that our senior citizens and our older residents are not all of a sudden priced out and have to move somewhere else. Absolutely, yeah, and that, that's huge. I mean, as, as a first-time homeowner here in Chambly over the past four years, I've been looking at the, the, the comparable sales around me. At first, I'm really ecstatic because I think, wow, my value's gone up so much, I could sell and make so much more money, but then I still wanna live in Chambly, so, if I sell and want to buy something else, it's going to be just as expensive. So it's really, there's no, the only benefit is right now higher taxes. So there's, that is, it's always a cash 22 of growth and development because you want this to be a city that's desirable. You want the city that brings people in because that adds to the vitality of the city, that adds to our overall income, that adds to our, really our resiliency. Uh, but the tricky part is having affordable housing options for the people who are already here, for the people who are on fixed incomes, and for the people who are uh, coming here that may be working in the service industry jobs that don't have the, you know, the, the, the tech incomes or the higher incomes. They still need a place to live so they can work here in Chambly. Uh, and it's, there's, unfortunately, there's really not an easy answer. This is something that every city in the U.S. right now is struggling with, uh, almost every city. Uh, and in the list of problems to have, it, 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 it's one of the better problems to have because it does show that we are growing, we are developing. 
Um, but we have to have affordable housing and housing at all different levels. So I know that some of the uh, improvements, we, we have some uh, condos coming in that are coming in very small and at lower prices than the average. Uh, multi, uh, multi-family developments are a big part of that. Um, and working with seniors and working with people with fixed incomes to find ways, uh, if we can give any kind of, uh, I think it's the city council level, there's a lot of stuff that's not gonna be in our control as far as the, their, their tax rates. Uh, but whatever we can do to alleviate some of that pain and, and give them some relief, because uh, we don't want to see anyone being pushed out. Yeah. You, you mentioned mm-hmm. uh, some of the things uh, in some of your statements about what you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. But if you're elected, what do you see as um, what you'd like to try to accomplish over the next four years? Okay. Uh, so I have really three areas of focus. Uh, the first two I've talked about quite a bit, but I'll go over them again. The first one is, is really smart growth. Uh, I want Chambly continue to continue to grow, but we have to manage that in a smart way, a thoughtful way, in a way that includes all of our, our shareholders, all of our citizens. So lots of mixed land use, uh, creating a range of housing opportunities at different levels, uh, creating walkable neighborhoods, and maintaining our distinctive qualities that make Chambly Chambly and not a generic strip mall suburb. Uh, the second one is mobility for all. Uh, no matter who you are, where you live in Chambly, you should be able to get to Chambly, anywhere in Chambly, easily. Uh, so I'm really focusing on sidewalks and bicycle lanes because that's how, we're gonna, that's how I get to most places in Chambly. But also parking for those people who, who live in Huntley Hills and live in other areas and need to drive to downtown. We need to have adequate parking. Uh, we need to have a variety of transportation options. Uh, and also connecting Chambly to other cities. Uh, connecting, expanding the rail trail, connecting it to the uh, Peachtree Creek Greenway, which will eventually connect to the Beltline, which when we talk about bringing in younger people, bringing in millennials, we get access to the Beltline. That's going to be huge. Uh, and it's also just going to make it a more pleasant place to live because you're going to be able to go visit bi- businesses in Brookhaven and these other places, and people from those places can more easily come to our businesses. It's a, a, a tide that raises all boats. And then the last thing, which I haven't really talked about, is maximizing community engagement. Uh, you go to the city council meetings and the downtown, you're on the downtown development committee, so you go to the, all those, I know. Uh, I know the last downtown development meeting had a lot of people, but generally, city council and downtown development, how many people show up? Not many. Not many at all. So no. we have a, a population of over 29,000. That, that, that's why we video record our meetings. You do. Right now, the city council doesn't. Uh, so what I want to do is, in, in there's a lot of people who would be engaged, but who have a lot going on. We, we have a very high, com- high income, uh, ha- average household income in Chambly, higher than the city of Atlanta, higher than the nation. We have people who are really productive, really busy. Not everybody can make it to every city council meeting. Not everybody can make it to every downtown development meeting. So every, every uh, meeting needs to be live streamed. So if I'm in Seattle for a business trip, well, I'm, I'm going to be city council, so I'll be there. But if a, if a citizen is in Seattle for a business trip in their, their hotel room, they can log in and watch the city council meeting. They can know what's being said and what's being addressed. They, we need to find a way to have them to be able to make comment digitally through email or through some other live comment source. As long as we can identify and confirm who they are, there's no reason they can't make comment on the record uh, from remotely. So we need to have access, make it easier for people to engage. So streaming, um, 
making an archive of videos is easily accessible, easily watchable, making it so that people can comment remotely. And uh, a lot of it is just going to be listening. I, I foresee that being the lion's share of my job is just listening, listening to our citizens, listening to our stakeholders, listening to what's important to them and taking that to the council meetings and making decisions based off that because I have my priorities, I have the things that I see that I think could be done better, that could be changed, and I feel strongly about those, but I'm not representing just myself, I'm representing all of Shambly, so I want to hear what everyone has to say and bring that to the table and, and do, and you can't please everybody, that's never gonna happen, but I want to build a consensus and, and make Shambly work for as many people as possible. Well, we're almost out of time, so I just want to end with allowing you one final opportunity to express to the listeners why they should elect you as their next city council representative. Outstanding. If you elect me as your next city council representative, I promise to give 110% to make sure that Stambly, Shambly, pardon me, to make sure that Shambly stays on track, that we continue to grow in a smart way that represents our community and works for all of our community members. I pledge to make Shambly a more mobile environment for sidewalks, bicycles, cars, uh, any mode of transportation so that we can have everyone access all the great things that are coming to the city. And I'm really going to make sure that I get maximum engagement so that everyone out there who is living in the city and who is being affected by the policies we enact has a voice in those policies. Well, thank you, Sean. We appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, good luck in November, and we'll be watching closely to see how the outcome is. Thank you for having me.